Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Jason Wright Show, Best Friday Ever. So it's been an interesting, interesting week. So the week started with um, going to Paris, not France, but the 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 the, uh, the more popular Paris, Paris, Texas, to uh, my wife's grandfather's funeral. I want to talk a little bit about that, some lessons learned, and just some observations from that uh, that event. And then also, I was on the James Altucher show, which was surreal, fun, humbling, exciting. One of the, you know, at 48, the wonder of childhood is is gone, pretty much. I mean, you know, I don't get to wake up on Christmas morning and and and, and Santa Claus has brought all my gifts and stuff, my stockings, and don't get to, uh, you know, Disney World doesn't hold the magic it once did. So whenever you're, you're an adult and magical moments come along that are really just cool, fun, exciting, you know, they're, they're, they're just more notable. And I think that we, as adults, we were able to cherish them a little bit more simply because we know that they're fewer and farther between. <clears throat> so I want to talk a little bit about that. But first, I want to just make some observations uh, about my, uh, my wife's grandfather's funeral. Um, it was, you know, again, I think adulthood changes your perception of a lot of things. First of all, I am a fifth generation, not just Texan, but East Texan. We're, we are our own special breed of Texan, and I'm very proud of that, uh, that breed. Uh, you know, he, he lived in a community called Deport which most of you have probably never even heard of. It's, it was a small farming community. Used to be a lot of cotton farming that went on up there. Now it's mostly solar farms, and most of the farmers, uh, they may plant a crop occasionally. There are still some uh, full-time uh, vocational farmers, but for the most part, it's not what it once was. And and Deverell, uh my uh, wife's grandfather, Verl, he was not a farmer, but he worked at the uh, the feed and seed store. And those of you who have ever been spent any time in a small rural town, you know that the feed and seed store is kind of like Floyd's Barbershop from the Andy Griffith Show. That's where men gather to discuss the weather, drink bad coffee, uh, it, escape a little bit from their wives, and and just uh, shoot the bull. And he was a, a guy that after he'd retired as a firefighter worked for, I think it was like 35 years at the feed and seed store, uh, loading trucks and just kind of, you know, doing odds and ends, basically being the guy that if the store was closed and a farmer needed something, because farming, it, it pretty much goes on 24 seven. You never know what's going to happen. And there was actually, and still is to this day, a little note that if you came after hours to the feed store to, um, and you need anything that, to call Deverl with his number on it. And these are some of the observations that I took from the funeral service. First of all, when you go to a funeral in East Texas, especially in an area like this, there's very few suits worn. It's really, and it's really cool. You, you, you have these gentlemen that still wear their, their starch wranglers. And the thing is, this is the thing about a farmer, uh, their wranglers, Though a little faded, they fit them just as well at 75 as they did when they were 25, which I think is pretty cool. There's just something to that. They all have, you know, boots, mini cowboy hats. It's just, 
it, 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 it sums up Texas in a visual picture so well. The people are very genuine. Um, it's, it just, and as, as someone, again, that is native to this area, it just, it's one of those weird moments where there's, there's reverence, there's culture, and you have all these people coming together and, as, and, and you see a sense of community that we just don't see very often anymore. When you, when, you know, whenever most of the visions of community that we see now are either some pop culture um, debauchery fest or a riot or a protest, when to come together like this where there's a dignified reverence for the life of another human being and it's amongst people that I, I would think that someone from the East Coast, if they would have shown up to this, would have thought, where am I? Have I stepped back in time or what? Am I am I in a Louis L'Amour uh, novel or what? What is happening here? But as I walked in and saw this scene and partook in this, uh, again, this celebration uh, of life, I couldn't help but just be, I don't know. I just really, it was it was just a very, very cool moment for me to uh, just just remember where I come from and the, the the people that are just salt of the earth. They say what they mean. They mean what they say. There's no pretenses. What you see is what you get. They wear jeans to a funeral because they wear jeans every day. They have a good, they have a dress pair of jeans. They have work jeans. Some of them have overalls, but you know what? They are who they are no matter where they are. And I think that is so cool. And it was so awesome. And just a really, really sweet and, uh, and joyful time. I'm, it, and it was, it was interesting. So, uh, Jimlin's grandmother wanted the, the ceremony to not be somber, to not be a sad type deal. And if you know, most funerals that you, you walk into, everybody kind of gathers in the sanctuary. It's very quiet. It's very silent. Everyone's whispering as though they don't want to wake up the person that's there to be honored. It's kind of bizarre, but that's just what we do. It's tradition, but she didn't want any of that. She didn't want it to be where everybody's sat silent and they had the had the service and everybody slowly somberly went by the casket instead everyone gathered in the sanctuary and mingled and visited and talked it was it coming together with with um with the casket there and open and people went by and paid their respects and visited but it was also a social gathering and then eventually, of course, the, everybody settled down, sat down, and there was a wonderful service. And then, and then everybody got up and kind of did the procession past the casket, as what you would expect for a normal funeral. But I really thought that was so cool. I'd never experienced that at any funeral. I mean, all the funerals I've ever been to were very somber, but it was just a really cool time of communion. And then here is the the the, the last thing I want to say about this. That again, going back to kind of what I was saying about how excitement and magic and everything kind of fades the older you get. The, whenever you're, you know, I just turned 48. As a matter of fact, I turned 48 the day that DeVerl passed away. Um, when you go to a funeral at 48, when you're almost half a century old, you start to really take into account the finite nature of this life. And you realize, and I remember looking, because he was obviously with him being elderly and most of the friends that were there, I mean, there was a gentleman there that was 92 years old and most of the people were in their 70s and 80s you start to realize what, what what matters to these people should matter to all of us in our younger years. I remember thinking, you know, most of these folks, they're just excited to have another day on this earth. They're excited to be able to be here 
to share with friends. They're not worried anymore about, will I be able to buy the fancy new car? Will we be able to upgrade the house this year? Will we be able to remodel the bathroom? Will, uh, am I going to be able to get that handbag or those shoes I always wanted? No, they're just excited to be alive and experience the little things that life has to, to hold because there's just a greater appreciation the older you get. And I feel like it, even though 48 is relatively young in the grand scheme of things, I feel I, I, moments like this make me more grateful for this, the small things. And then also you realize almost that not the insignificance of this. I don't want to misstate that. It's not, but as they carried away his casket to, to, to go put, to be put into the ground, I thought, you know, this life, as, as the Bible says, it truly is just a vapor, right? I mean, and all we are, we're souls in these, these, these bodies for a moment, but then we move on. And I know we all have, you know, a lot of us have different beliefs about what happens after that. But as I saw him being carried away, I thought, wow, all up to this point, all 79 years up to this point is just whew, gone. And now what's left is the memories. And it is, it just, it just kind of hit home this finite nature of this life that we, that we live. And I just, I wanted to describe some of that to you for a number of reasons. One, I'm just, it's, it's fun. You know, Texas, you know, you hear this, Texas is not a state, it's a state of mind. And, and for those of you who listen from around the world, which by the way, I'm so humbled and honored when I look at the map of where the downloads are coming from, they, they, this, the show truly is global now and it's kind of mind boggling. But those of you, you let me give you, let me give you a cool story, guys. So one time I'm in um, Beijing, China, and I'm speaking to this guy. It was 2008 during the Olympics, and I'm talking to this Chinese national, and he asked, where are you from? As a reaction, I didn't even say America. I said, I'm from Texas, and he knew exactly where I was talking about. Okay, now let's reverse engineer this thing because he brought it up. I'd never even considered that. He said, you know, I said, where are you from? And he said, well, how well do you know China? And I said, I know some of the provinces and some of the areas, but where are you from? And he he said, and he told me where he was, somewhere in like um, southern Hunan or somewhere. And he said, the reason I ask, he said, because America is so popular that you can be in China and you can name a state and we will know where you're talking about, especially Texas. Everybody knows America and everybody knows Texas. However, China, most people don't know our territories and areas. And I was like, that's kind of cool on the other side of the world. And, 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 and maybe it's, it's probably, it's just, to, to me, it's just kind of typical Texan to be able to just say, where are you from? And the first thing you say is, I'm from Texas, no matter where I am. If I'm in London, if I'm in France, if I'm in China, where are you from? Now, I'm a very proud, patriotic, you know, uh, America-loving uh, guy, but... At the end of the day, there's just something different about we Texans. You know, that's just that's just how we are. And so um I, I just it was a really cool moment being there to just be just wrapped in, in a Texas tradition, which funerals are a big deal. I mean, there's a there's a potluck dinner, I mean, there's a lot of food. People are bringing food throughout the day. There's a lot of visiting. You see friends you haven't seen in a long time. And anyway, it was just a cool moment. And so 
it, it, I wanted to, to just kind of share that with all of you and, and the lesson in that, the improve always and always, I guess, in that is what I'm taking from it is to just, just recall the finite nature of this life and be willing to savor it and know that uh, it is fleeting. It is a vapor. It goes by fast. And the older we get, the more the, th- the, the things that we tend to obsess over, concern ourselves with, mean less and less and less the older we get. And so, uh, and, and to, to watch that in living color is something that is, uh, it's just, a, it's a good, it's a good, it's a good thing. It's a good thing to be, to be reminded of that. All right. So one day I am actually, uh, I'm listening to the James Alter show and I hear him talking to this guy that he's, he's doing this small mini series called, uh, I'll make you a millionaire or something like that, or how to become a millionaire where James is actually, he's opened it up to people. I think he announced it through Twitter that if you want to be a millionaire, I want to help take whatever idea, whatever business idea you have and help you learn how to become a millionaire. And so I'm listening to this episode, James Altucher's podcast, my favorite podcast. Those you, you probably know that you've heard me say that a million times most utility value of any podcast out there. It's one of the things I always say. I get more from James's. I've learned more from James's podcast than any other I listen to. And um, and so I'm listening, and this guy is on there, a guy named James Quandall, who all of you have by now most likely heard on this podcast. And so at the end of it, he shares his email address and said, anybody that wants to contact me, you know, you know, you know, shoot me a, a message or whatever. So I reach out and I'm like, this is really cool. This guy's kind of doing the same thing I'm doing. It's not like he's a content creator. He's got a podcast. He's trying to do some, some bit, some entrepreneurial ventures. I would love to connect with him as just a kind of, you know, someone else doing the same thing, reached out to him. And, um, and James Quandall has become a very dear friend. As a matter of fact, I'm going to have to wrap this, uh, this episode up pretty quick. Cause we're about to get on a mastermind call with that includes James and a couple of other, our, of our friends. And, that was prob- That was almost two years ago now. Well, I get a text from James Quandall here about a week ago saying, I have an incredible opportunity for you. And I'm like, I'm down for an incredible opportunity. He said, um, James, meaning James Alster, is doing a special series called Mentor Me. And he is going to have people on to mentor them and he wants you to come on for the first episode. He and Jay Yao, his producer, they they like you to be the first mentee. And so I did that this week. And I, I hope you guys will go to the James Aldridge show and listen to that. It was one of the most surreal moments of my life. Again, the people you look up to and you admire, they change as you go through life. When you're a kid, it's the superheroes, it's the actors, it's the, the professional athletes and that sort of thing. As an adult... I think it's people doing the things that you would really love to do at the highest level. You look at them and you, you it's not a, it's not a, um, it's not kind of like a, like you're starstruck or anything like that. You're just, you start to realize over the course of the year, it's tough to break out and really just make this life the way you want it to be. And you guys know that part of my mantra is to have this blueprint for your life and to kind of design a life that you enjoy and that you love to live. And I think James has done that well. And so I'm sitting there across from James Altucher for, gosh, we talked for like two hours. The the episode of the podcast, like an hour and a half, he gave me phenomenal advice about my writing, my speaking, this podcast. And I I just wanted to tell, share it with you guys, because one, I hope you'll go over and listen to the episode. But two, I wanted you to put yourself out there 
if you will. Don't be afraid, especially those of you who are a little older. And by a little older, I'm, I'm classifying that. If you're over 40, you kind of, you're into your career. What you're doing is what you're going to do. You know, I started this venture with the podcast and the writing and at a really serious level when I was, I guess, 42 years old. And since starting that, I have started this small media company. I have married the most incredible woman that has ever walked the earth, at least the only, that I've ever met. And now I have appeared on the James Autiture podcast. And it's all because I just started to realize that this life is to be savored, take chances, apply a growth mindset to whatever it is that you want to do, whatever you think that you were not born to do because of your talents, your environment, your gifts, whatever, you can go beyond that. Talk a little bit about that in the, in the uh, podcast with James Altucher. And then just realize, it was, it was those, those two, the combination of this really cool, cool moment that, again, they're fewer and farther between the older we get, this, this getting to be on James's podcast, and then also having this visualization of watching a life come to this portion of that life, as I believe, coming to an end, it just kind of all wrapped it up into this, this really cool, amazing week that gave me time to reflect. And I guess that's what I want for this best Friday ever to be is a time for you to take, a, take stock of your life and make sure that you're getting the most out of it. And if you're not, figure out why. Ask those questions because it is a vapor. It's going by really fast. You know, hug your loved ones. Tell them what you think. Tell them how you how much you love them. Tell them tell them how much you they mean to you. And if there's if there's something that you want to try that you want to that excites you, pursue it. Get after it because eventually one day, this this it's kind of like I was trying to make all these analogies in my mind yesterday. I'm like, you know, watching them carry his coffin off. It was almost like his our bodies right now we're in a car, and our soul is the driver. And so if you take that to, to like three dimensions, when, we're, when we are in a car and we're driving and it's beautiful and it's new, and even if it's old, you get some dings in it, but it's got a great engine, you, we're driving it, right? But if we get out of that car, it's just an inanimate object just sitting there. And eventually it will end up in a scrapyard. That car will, every single car, unless it's some just magnificent collector's item, it's just going to end up as junk metal. And although I don't want to com you know, compare our, our outward body to junk, essentially, that's all this is. It's just a shell. It's just kind of, of what's inside. Inside it is our mind, our consciousness, and our soul. And once we stop using that, it there will come a day where this body is nothing but just kind of like it's what you saw it's what others saw in us and what we looked back at, but it really wasn't who we are. What was it, what, what really mattered was, 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 was what was inside and what we were doing or what we were consciously deciding and deliberately to do while we're here. So while we're still here and we have the steering wheel of this car, drive it carefully, drive it with vigor, with passion, have fun and improve always and always. Have a wonderful Friday. Have an incredible weekend. Please go check out the James Altucher show. The show, the, the episode actually aired yesterday. I'm so excited about it. Let me let me know how you think I did. <laughs> it was a great conversation. I think I, it was just, it was just so fun. And with that, hey, thanks for listening to the Jason Wright Show. Go out and crush it. I'm out.
Well, that does it for this episode of The Jason Wright Show. Thank you so much for listening. This has been a Texas Titan Media production. Fourth Wall did the music. And as always, thank you so much for listening. Please consider going out to jasonwrightnow.com and signing up for the Vitruvian Letter. Also, please go out to iTunes. It takes like 30 seconds to just leave us a five-star rating. It does wonders for the podcast. I would be so grateful. And with that, until we meet again, go crush it and endeavor to improve always in all ways. I'm out. Thank you.